your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice. Hey there, Dad. Are you looking for easy ways to strengthen your bond with your kids? I get it. Life can be hectic, but connecting with your little ones doesn't have to be complicated. I have a free resource for you. 10 incredibly easy ways to connect with your kids today. Packed with simple, research-backed, practical tips, this guide will help you create meaningful moments with your children, even on the busiest of days. Head over to adventures.dad slash free download and get your hands on this invaluable resource today. Because the moments you share with your kids today will become the memories they cherish forever. Go to adventures.dad slash free download to get this free guide today. Welcome to the Dad Ventures podcast. I'm Aaron, a dad of four, your host. And today I'm joined by James Della Ripa, who is a dad of five and a parenting expert. James, thank you to uh, thank you for joining us on the Dad Ventures podcast. Hey, thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having me. James, how about you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, how you are how you participate in this family space. Sure. Well, uh, I'm a I'm a dad of five. Like you said, we're a blended family. My wife and I. Uh, I'm about I'm in my mid fifties. I'm a physician uh, full time, uh, and then a dad full time as well. Um, my wife and I blended back in about 2010. She brought a son in. I brought two little girls in, and they became good friends straight away. Uh, we were very blessed in that in that sense. Um, since then, uh, we've brought two more kids into the picture, so that's a total of five. Uh, the age spectrum is 26 to six. So it's a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people uh, start looking at it as, as a challenge, uh, but it really uh, turned out to be a blessing uh, because we didn't have the same types of jealousies or challenges for, for uh, space and time or related to the same types of activities or um, what was, was taking place in school, right? We had some Older high schoolers, younger high schoolers, middle schoolers, and elementary age kids. So everybody had their own uh, issues going on or their own activities going on. Nobody was really competing over each other uh, with similar types of uh, wants and needs. So it's it's worked out really well for us. Yeah, that's amazing. As a dad, what what did you do intentionally as sort of you are now the father figure, you're the head of household of now a blended family, your kids, her kids, and your kids together. What sort of intentional things did you do to try to make that um, a, a warm, a welcoming, and a loving place for for all of the kids? Right. Yeah. So uh, there's two things there. Uh, this is this is really cuts to the heart of the of all the issues, uh, especially in blended families. 
um, you need together time, right? So that everybody can cohese. Uh, so uh, dinner time or some type of carved out activity where everybody is involved. Uh, we made a we made an effort, a strong effort to at least have dinner three times a week together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we did that, we would have a set format of the types of things we would do. Obviously, we would share a meal together. But in that time, everybody got to voice what was going on in their lives and ask questions. Uh, and we also put out uh, our our differences, so something that's not going right in the household. And we made it and we made it a uh, we made it a uh, like a safe place for everybody to talk. Uh, and and we would pick up the conversation at the next dinner. So we 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 intentionally had dinners. Everybody knew kind of how the format was going to go, but it actually caused more cohesion than it did differentiation or uh, a separation. Um, and the and how that works is everybody gets time to speak. Um, we say this is not going to be accusational type of talk. We're just going to talk. Something's not going right. Uh, someone's really loud in the morning in the bathroom while everybody else has on different schedules. We talk through it and somehow make that work. The other side of it is not group activities, but singled out activities where literally my wife and I would date each of the kids. Uh, so that each of them would get time on their own with mom and dad. And that's really valuable time. Now, that doesn't happen necessarily quite as often, at least not in our our household. But we certainly were intentional and made time to do that. Little kids, maybe go, you're going to the park, or you're going bowling. Older kids, maybe a concert uh, or a movie. Um, and and you just find out you know, what their activities are, what their likes are over the course of time, over the course of dinners. And then you intentionally engage in those activities with them one-on-one. Tell them, you know, they're, they're special and we're, we're here to listen to you and what you have going on in your life. Some people think that this is an interrogation process. I don't really think so. I think this is engaging with your kids. Uh, and then over time, uh, they realize that you're just loving on them. That's really what you're doing. You're, you care about what's going on in their lives and you want to be a part of their lives. Yeah, I love that multi-channel approach that you're taking, where on the one side, yes, we need to have intentional family cohesion moments, like a family meal, where there is there is some ritual, there is some set format there, but also on the on the flip side, some intentional one-on-one. Uh, was that was that you and and your wife taking each kid, or was that like dad and daughter, um, or dad and son? Was it like one parent with one kid, or was it both both you and your wife with one kid, or maybe mm-hmm. a mix? It was a mix. It was usually us together with a child because uh, that's the way that you 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 come together as a family. Like right? you have mom and dad there with the child. You get both perspectives, the male and female perspective, taking care of the child's needs or just providing the attention that they need from a dad standpoint or from a mom standpoint at the same mm-hmm. time. And then, yes, yeah, sometimes, you know, there's a daddy daughter dance or some other type of sports activity just for the boy. Uh, yeah, you can carve that out as well. But uh, a lot of the times it was mom and dad together with each of the children. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I want to touch to you talked about, you know, going to these individual activities with your kids and, and engaging with conversations with them. Um, and how some maybe more cynical parents might say, well, that's an interrogation. I agree with mm-hmm. you. It's not an interrogation. We're the parents. We need to we need to know what's going on in our kids lives mm-hmm. and in their brains. Uh, but for some parents, that that's a struggle. Like, for example, um, for me, every Monday and Wednesday, I take my 10-year-old boy to swimming lessons, right? We've got, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the car there and in the car back. And sometimes we have great conversations and sometimes we're just kind of quiet and, and thinking. So what tips would you give to dads who maybe they struggle to 
articulate questions. Maybe their kids struggle to articulate answers and there's just not a lot of conversation going back and forth. How would you help dads bring that conversation forward with their kids? Yeah, well, think about think about the kid in a deeper space, right? Uh, how are they spending their time, right? They have some friends at school, always touch on friends. That's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Always touch on subjects that are going on in school, whether, you know, what they like, what they don't like. And then you get into their other types of their media habits. Are they on YouTube checking some things out? Are they on, are they a gamer? You know, you find out what, what their activities are and then you delve into those. Another thing, honestly, which is really good is uh, usually the school district newsletters. There's always some type mm-hmm. of activity going on and it usually engages with some of the children um, and you can find out what's going on there. It usually almost always leads to conversations, believe it or not. Uh, something's going on in school for the holidays or something's going on in school as we approach the end towards summer and you bring that topic up. Maybe they're not involved in it, but one of their friends is and it, just, and it leads to conversation. It just opens up the picture. Uh, and you're and you're and you're moving yourself into their world at the at this point in time instead of you talking with them about what you might want to do or what's going on in our world at home. You're moving into their world. They're at school all these hours of the day, five days a week, or they're in their soccer activities or whatever it is, dance activities, whatever it is. Move into their space and get down on on your knees and be at their level for some period of time. Think about it. Think about looking at the approach like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's great. Another thing you also touched on um, was being out with your kids with both you and your wife. Um, And I think you said getting both the male and the female perspective. (laughs) And we love moms. We highly value moms and their unique contribution that they bring to kids. And and there's absolutely no no devaluing of moms. Um, But from your perspective, James, this is a dad podcast. So what Mm. do you feel like is the unique gifts or roles that the the male perspective or a dad brings to the to the parenting conversation well you know dads typically represent strength in the relationship right um uh, you have uh, a positive sense of awareness about yourself yet you bring a strength about who you are what you want to do and where you want to go and i think those are the types of characteristics that need to be put forth to both our our daughters and our sons. <clears throat> There's a lot of flack and resistance from the outside world in on our kids today with all the media out there, uh, with lots of changing views out there in, in, the, in the public, either in the school districts or, or in uh, activities outside of school, uh, even different perspectives with moms and dads who are no longer together, that they're separated, right? So the, the best thing I think that you can do as a dad is bring forth, bring forth a strong, positive mental image of self. Uh, you you reinforce over and over again that they are doing a great job, that they are worthy, and yet you love them. You have to. You that never stops, and it and it changes how you how that perspective is. You said they were talking mostly about kids ages five to maybe twelve, but that doesn't stop at the age of twelve. When they're sixteen, when they're eighteen, when they're twenty-one, when they're twenty-five. You're still giving them those same types of positive reinforcements, just at a more mature level, different types of words being involved, but you're still doing the same thing. I think that's probably the most important thing. It's so easy for a child to get kind of torn down um, with, with respect to their pride or with who they think they are. Uh, in this day and age, there's so much uh, bullying and just different opinions out there, which aren't necessarily wrong, 
but they begin to doubt who they are, where they're where they're coming from, and that that all the time continuously needs to be reinforced in in a in a peaceful, positive manner. And so I think that is is a characteristic that dads bring to the table that moms don't necessarily do. Moms a lot of times are how how are you feeling? What's going on? They can get to a deeper level on a personal aspect sometimes, but dads sometimes need to just bring forth that that feeling of strength and mm. and who you are as a person, who you are, are in a character, and how you're building your personality up. And I think that's very important. Yeah, that that uh, that is very important, especially as kids, you know, in those teenage and even young adult years after they've you know theoretically moved out of the house, right, and they're mm. trying to decide who they are what their core values are, their, their sense of self and their identity. Um, and a lot of that does come from the love and the encouragement and the strength, uh, as you say, um, of a dad or, or a father figure um, yeah. in, the, in those kids' lives. And, and you're right, it never ends. You know, I'm in my mid-30s, and uh, every once in a while, my dad will send me a text, and I'll be like, yes, my dad still loves me, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's encouraging, it's great. It, it means um, a lot. It means a lot. You, you, you might not even know it being on the dad's side of it, but it means a lot, right? As the kids growing up that they still have someone on, on their side on, in their court rooting for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, um, you and your wife are the creators behind a rather unique app called the Family Core app. Tell us a little bit about what is the story behind this app? Why did you create it? Yeah, so it goes back to the beginning of our conversation. We're a blended family. Uh, we, we began blending about 13 years ago. The kids were, uh, they were young. They were, they were 10, 7, and, and 10, 6, and 4. Uh, and uh, we were very blessed in the, in the aspect that they uh, were more friends than they were enemies towards each other. Uh, and so we had that going for us straight from the get-go. And you're right, that, that was a very unique uh, situation. Not not many blended families experience that, at least not straight away. Uh, and so we were blessed in that in that way. Um, over the years, uh, being a blended family, uh, dealing with the exes on both sides, but keeping them informed, and still us presenting as a new nuclear family, which is what I like to call it. Um, people in the neighborhood began to take notice. You know, the kids were on time for school. They were doing well in school. They were adjusted. Uh, hair was done, the clothes were clean. Like, you know, they were presenting like, you know, as if everything was all right in the world, which of course is not. There's always struggles all the time. Uh, but we put, put put forth a really great effort and it was noticed over the years. Uh, and so as those children got older and the younger children came into the picture, we were more of just functioning as a family. Uh, in the middle of the night one night, uh, it was a Holy Spirit moment on my on my wife's behalf. Uh, she gets these big billboard Holy Spirit moments that I don't. Uh, she wakes me up and says, uh, the Lord says we need to build an app. And, uh, of course, we're in medicine. I, wouldn't, I don't know anything about software. And so I thought maybe she was just talking in her sleep or something like that. Uh, but I got up the next morning, and I was going through some emails, drinking coffee. And I thought about this conversation, the brief conversation we had that night, and it made sense. Uh, we had been pretty organized and, and on cue a lot of the time, uh, all, all with great effort put out to, to do so. Uh, but we thought, okay, maybe we, maybe we do have this organizational gene that other people don't have. Maybe this is one of our spiritual gifts and we need to share it with other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I quickly went around and gathered all the uh, colored pencils and crayons in the house. 
and started building three by five cards of what this app might look like and what it would what it would contain. And uh, that was back in 2019. So we built what's called the Family Core app, and it's basically a family management tool. And uh, the four pillars that we think help families better organize, communicate, and ultimately engage uh, are a chat feature just for the members on the on the account. Uh, color-coded calendar. Everybody's profile gets assigned uh, color. A lot of people work that work better that way through colors and names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a data data storage feature where you can build all your own files. We put in scholastic, general, medical, and legal categories just to help people organize their their files or documents. But you can build any file or document you need to uh, based on what's important for your family or family dynamic. And then the final feature was a geolocation check-in that works on both the iPhones as well oh, as cool. the Android hand, handheld devices as well. So not everybody has to have the same phone to be, be found on the same map. Uh, and then we set a bunch of permissions in there because the idea was that you can have exes on board sharing information only with the, the child, the biological child associated with the ex, but you can have your, your new nuclear family over here and still use the, the device uh, and keep that information secure and separate from this situation over here. So you can share information freely uh, and securely and only with those on, the, on your app that you need to. Uh, and in this way, we feel that there's better communication, especially when kids are exchanging between uh, between households mm-hmm. uh, and the kids don't get dropped in the gap. Uh, one of the things we know about blended families or, or co-parenting through divorce situations is um, there's a lot of unpredictability and anxiety levels in kids, especially when they're transitioning between households. And so this this app provides a neutral platform in which to share information or to have communication in, in a single thread with somebody and keep it separate from the rest of your world out there, from the, the rest of your uh, interactive world, the rest of your work world. Uh, you just have this family dynamic right here. So you can keep track of birth certificates, social security numbers, vaccination cards. That's a big one for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And social security, whatever's important to keep these kids moving along and and keeping their day going without any hiccups in the day. Uh, Most of the time you have to share this type of information anyways. And so this is a nice neutral platform. And if you set up your notifications properly, when you add something and tag the other parent on it, you've done your job communicating. You don't have to call them, email them, or text them. They'll just get a push notification. And then when they have a chance to open up that document, You'll get a push notification back. And so you're doing your job communicating, sharing the information, and acting like the parent you're supposed to be. Uh, some things that we know about children these days, just in a general sense, uh, CDC numbers from 2016 to 2019, ages 3 to 17, about 9% clinically diagnosed cases of anxiety in kids in the United States, and about 4.4% clinically diagnosed cases of depression in children in the United States. That equates to about 6 million and 3 million kids. That was years 2016 to 2019. Anything that we can do, like your podcast, your your game, your gamification of the relationship, our app, our family core app, anything that can be a tool to help decrease those levels of anxiety and depression in kids is, is a game changer for us. What we know about those two social uh, disorders is that they lead to behavioral disorders later in life. And we're, and we're seeing that play out uh, all across our nation today with all the violent acts that younger, younger adults are, are doing these days. We, we know, we know what it's from. 
Uh, it's, it's from lack of interaction, lack of relationships in these kids growing up. And one last point, because I know I'm going on, but if you take those numbers and you carve out kids in divorced relationships or in blended families, uh, the rates go up for depression yeah, and sure. anxiety. And so uh, this is a tool for families that are struggling. Usually when somebody, when a family finds us, they're, they're, they have challenges that they don't have answers to. Uh, they're, they're typically not in a good place. And this is, this is a tool to help try to lower the dust, decrease the anxiety and the unpredictability in the kids that have to live in these uh, new relationships, uh, all forged by, by adults. Um, and it's also a tool for family therapists or psychologists or even attorneys that have to get involved to help kind of straighten, straighten everything out and level the playing field. So that's, that's what we do. Uh, that's the family core app. Uh, it's designed for blended families and uh, co-parenting through divorce, but it really works great for just any busy uh, nuclear family as well. We, we mostly function as a busy nuclear family these days, and we use the app all the time. Yeah, wow, that's a uh, that's amazing. That's a really, really uh, intricate set of problems. I think that come yeah. not just in blended families or co-parenting families, but all families in general. You know, the schedules, the data, um, the location. Where is everybody at any given yeah. time? Um, I mean, all of those are 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 problems or situations that parents need to deal with. So tackling that in a from a technology standpoint, uh, that's really impressive. Those stats that you shared are pretty pretty sobering. Um, you said that that equates to, I think, about six million kids in the U.S. Is that is that six, mi- six million for clinically diagnosed cases of anxiety and about three million for clinically diagnosed cases of depression? And these wow. numbers are from 2016 to 2019. So right. in, pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. So pre-pandemic, right? And yeah. the new numbers are are coming out, and you know they're going to be they're going to be skewed upward on the bell curve. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be way upward. If I were to make a very unscientific mm-hmm. assumption, I'm going to guess that at least double that for for kids you know we took them out of school out of friends we isolated them for you know 6 12 18 months yeah. um and that's that's a great way to uh to create anxiety and depression is let's let's take kids out of their normal routines and then isolate them from from nearly everyone uh not a good not a good plan not a good plan no, in my opinion no. i mean the, the the kids in those ages are very social creatures and and mm-hmm. you and like you just said you use the word isolation and that's exactly what has taken place and 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 so now we we just put them back into normal society's moves. We're back into into full time school. And a lot of these kids are still kicking kicking it in and gearing it back up. They 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 don't know how to engage just yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so gamification, uh, more more time with the parents is 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 critical right now for these younger kids. Yeah, absolutely. Can you can you share maybe a recent story or example? Um, of how you have personally used the family core app um, and it's, it's led to a stronger connection between you and one or, or more of your kids. Oh, sure. Uh, we don't have enough time to, to hit all the, all the examples. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's, it's a HIPAA compliant COPA compliant uh, product. So there's no selling of data uh, and uh, it is as secure as it gets. It's as secure as your banking app. Uh, but uh, basically just even the, the geolocation check-in, right? The older kids who have handheld devices after school, they want to go over to Taco Bell or, or some other place with their, with their friends. Fine. You know, they text, say, we want to do that uh, using the app. And then we're like, yeah, go ahead, go uh, just check in when you get there. Uh, so they'll check in. So uh, throughout the day, as you're following their activities, 
um, it, this creates uh, uh, moments of communication, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I didn't even know you liked Taco Bell. What did you get there? Or who were your friends? Who were you with? Now, again, it sounds like it could go back into a helicoptering mode or uh, an interrogation mode. And, and, it, and it probably kind of feels like that when, when you first start using the app and, and using the tool in this way. But again, most, most kids realize later that you're just interested in them. And yeah, there are safety aspects to wanting to know where your kids are, but you're just interested in them and, and wanting to know and get to know them even more as they grow and they change. Uh, you're, you're watching them unfold, but you're also now in, in communication with them and you're interacting with them. Bunches of our older kids' friends know to come to myself and my wife if there's a problem, because they know that we are there for the kids. So we've become that headquarters safety net for these older teenager kids, even in the young 20s. We'll take them to it. We'll drop them off at a concert. We'll go through, you know, where we're going to meet you later. If there's any problems, this is what we want you to do, that kind of thing. And honestly, the younger adult kids that are with our children love that level of uh, intention and knowing about what the plan is going to be if something doesn't go right or goes astray or somebody gets ill or something else, they know that we're going to be there for them. And so it turns from helicoptering and interrogation into a, a great security blanket for these kids and just a, a good wellness factor for them. And it will, it will change your life. It will change your life. You all of a sudden take on even more of a, a wonderful role as a parent or a guardian. Um, and, it, and it's not all just for uh, those tough situations, for those loving situations as well. I'm gonna drop you off at the concert and I'll pick you guys up here and your friends know everything's gonna go right. And you just, you just look like a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Uh, where, can, where can Dad Ventures listeners find the Family Core app? So we have our webpage, www.thefamilycore.com. And we're on the app stores, Apple and Google. You can find us there as well. Uh, we have a number of tutorial videos on how to use the app uh, on our YouTube channel as well. That's where you can find us. We've been doing this for about uh, four years now, and we found ourselves on uh, six continents around the world. So we're, oh, it's amazing. It's just it's just been a very exciting journey so far, Aaron. And we'll put a couple of links um, to to your website and YouTube channel in the in the show notes as well for listeners who want to dig into that. Uh, James, final question. Somewhere out there is a dad who is in a blended family situation. Maybe he's in some level of custody battle. Maybe he's in a co-parenting situation. Mm. Loves his kids, very well-intentioned, um, but is just struggling to connect and engage with them. What, uh, what encouragement would you say to that dad who's, who's in that situation? Yeah, it's tough. And, and um, you know, we went through a, a number of those uh, struggles as well. Um, it, take the high road. And, and, I'm, and it's so easy to say, and people come back and I say, yeah, but uh, you don't understand what, it, what has taken place, what she has done or what he has done. Uh, and I, I understand, I really do. We, we, we've, been, we've been down in the trenches uh, for six or seven years. We had a very long custody battle over, over a couple of the kids. And uh, we, have, we have some stories that are they're they're tough and they'll they bring tears to your eyes and so i do understand that there are deep struggles that nothing is more emotional than trying to care for your children and knowing that there might be some harm or 
or dangerous situations that your kids are in and, and you don't have full control over the situation. You have to take the high road. You can't lose your cool. You can't fly off the handle ever. Uh, your kids will, will see this eventually and they'll know it. And when they get older, it's going to circle back to you. So you have to take the high road. Um, if you have to have legal issues uh, and, and um, legal counsel involved, then, then you have to do it. Uh, but don't use the legal system as a weapon against the other party. That's one of the number one things I, could, I can probably tell people. Don't do it. It won't work out the way you want it to. Eventually, it will come back and, and bite you in the butt. Don't do that. Don't use the legal system as a weapon against somebody because uh, you're angry or you feel vengeful towards them. You have to find a way to channel that in a different in a different manner. And then when you have the children, you have to drop all of that and be the parent again. It is not easy to do, and it takes practice to be able to get to a place where you can actually turn it on and off like a light switch, but you have to do it. And it's all for the betterment of the kids. Again, this goes right back to depression and anxiety issues. You don't want to put forth that type of sense to your kids. Even if you're struggling dealing in this parenting relationship with the other party, you've got to figure out some way to channel that. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. Maybe you need some type of counsel. Maybe you need some type of therapy just to direct you. Not that there's anything wrong with you, but to just to give you some tools out there on how to handle another party that might be difficult to, 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 to co-parent with, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but don't lose your cool. Always take the high road. And I know it's hard, it's, it's hard to do and easy to say, but I, there couldn't be any better any better message out there to any parents that are struggling with, with another party out there, whether when they're doing a co-parenting relationship. Uh, and then again, um, when you have the kids on your own, you, you got to find things to do. So go visit dad ventures and, and get ideas <laughs> on, on how, mm -hmm. on how to, how to interact with your kids. That'll take your mind off all those other negative things that are going on in your life and just spending one-on-one -on -one positive time with your kids. Outdoors activities, of course, they're always great. And then again, just just great conversation over a milkshake uh, at, at your favorite restaurant, and just talking to them. Nobody nobody turns down a milkshake, at least not in our yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, my family either. Yeah. Well, James, thank you so much. That's powerful, and and certainly spoken from someone who has who has been there, who's who's been through the trenches, as you say, um, and you, you've come out the other side, and and. Uh, you, you seem to be seem to be thriving, you and your family. So that's that's great. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Great conversation today. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, and I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast, I'm your host, Ernest James. And I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions podcast with your host, Ernest James.